0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This is the Sports Sunday Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan by your local Les Schwab Tire Centers. Doing the right thing since 1952.
1: Weekends were made for sports. Now do the robot voice. I want to hear it again.
2: Me more sorry. Robot.
1: That's a terrible robot, boys. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Where are the turtles? Where are the turtles? Come on, guys, get out of here. Where are the turtles? And Rashad Taylor.
0: Nobody calls me Lebowski. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man.
1: On 1080, The Fan.
0: 10.05, Sunday morning, Sunday the 11th of August. Happy birthday, Mom, again. In case you're still not listening. I don't know why I keep doing that. Like, I got my whole family. It's like, every time I see them, it's like, Bro, you still do your radio shows? Like, you so you just never up, or do you just not wanna, but I guess, you know, as they're getting ready for church and other things, like, I guess I understand. It's either me or God. So selfishly, I'm not gonna choose me in in this one. So I understand. Um, Dame Dalla, you might know him here as the point guard for the Portland Trail Blazers. Damian Lillard just dropped his album. Uh I'll be honest, I've heard some of it. Dame has got bars, man. Dame, Dame Lillard has real-life bars. He can really spit. And he's been doing it for a while. And I think there's this overall kind of thing that if you play basketball or if you play football, you can't be talented at anything else. Like, and if you are as talented as something else, the first thing people say is, instead of rapping, he needs to be working on his layups and he needs to be working on his left hand. Maybe he wouldn't have got ripped at the end. of oh, Okay, like, we get it. You know, so whenever whenever that happens, that's the first thing people want to point to is, you shouldn't be doing this. You should be focusing on what you do best. Well, in this situation, this is one of those things that I would say, man, Dame does best. I mean, I mean mind you, basketball is his forte. However... If he decided to really pursue music and say, man, here at what, 29 Dame is now, 28, 29? If, if he were to say, man, I'm good with basketball, like I don't want to be the 35-year-old rapper, I want to start now, he's already got $400 million in the bank, somewhere right around there. So, yeah, I can go ahead and leave this whole basketball thing alone and start a rap career. You know what? I think he would be successful at the rap career. So, for me, I'll be sitting back, and I'll be real, this is where I to start thinking of this. Don't judge me. Right. I'm going to be completely transparent with everybody. So yesterday, Tyler, I'm sitting at home and I'm bored. And so I decided to put in the people versus OJ. Right. And I'm watching the people versus OJ. All right. And I'm realizing, damn, this dude was so talented before that day in 1994. Like before all that stuff happened, they're talking about all the movies and TV shows and everything. And I was just thinking. And so I start turning the channels. And what do you know if Naked Gun Two was wasn't on? And so I watched a little bit of that because Leslie Nielsen is hilarious to me. And there was parts of OJ that came on, and I I couldn't help but to – I chuckled, and I felt so bad about laughing at OJ Simpson at this point. It was like, man, this is so wrong. I'm not supposed to be laughing at this dude right now. Like, he's terrible. You know what I mean? But he was so talented and so funny. And, I, and so I start thinking about, man, who are the most talented dudes – or excuse me, athletes – in sports, because we have some pretty talented ladies out there as well that do things in design and music and all type of stuff. But I was thinking as far as who are the best athletes turned entertainer? Not necessarily rapper or singer or anything like that, but athletes that are turned entertainers. And the few that I thought thought of off the top of my mind, number one, well, just for the sake of this conversation, was Dame Lillard. You know, if you're talking right. about somebody right now in the culture that everybody seems to love and everybody seems to latch on When's the last time you heard somebody say I don't like Damian Lillard? He's irritating.
3: Um just the playoffs. Yeah, I mean unless yeah, you, yeah, and, really uh, yeah,
0: and unless you're a fan of uh the Nuggets or the Thunder or something like that, most people don't have a problem with Dame. They think he's cool. He started the four bar Friday thing, which became this big viral sensation for a little bit, man. Damian Lillard is uh, a part of the culture and he waved bye to a franchise And so, he, waved, I mean, he totally killed the franchise and said bye-bye for that you know he's he's become his meme his everything like he's become really entrenched in uh the the culture of just the blazers but of also sports and music and, and all that stuff right. right now and so i start thinking I'm like man who are some of these other guys that man could transition easily into something else after sports uh, the name that I thought of, and you thought of it too, and back into the realm of wrestling, because both of us are big wrestling nerds, Man The Rock.
3: Yeah, like A long time ago, in
0: 1997, 98, when this dude was cutting promos, talking about somebody's Rudy Pooh candy ass, I would have never have imagined that he would be the Scorpion King. And then on top of that, he'd be a part of one of the biggest franchises in all of movies, which is The Fast and the Furious, and then been a part of... of the, the jumanji stuff and man the rock is uh, incredibly talented and we forget that he was a wrestler and before that he was a college football player and tried the whole you know overseas college uh, um, football thing but that didn't quite work but for me the rock was the first person off my list
3: yeah and uh follow that up uh, john cena even uh, i mean he's he's in comedies and like we were just talking about earlier he's gone full-blown mainstream and uh, he's in everything.
0: No, John Cena's. Ever, I think he he has a. He's gonna be in one of the Fast and Furious movies that comes up here uh, with The Rock in a little bit. So, yeah, he's he's a little bit of everywhere. And so, man, we're kind of thinking about these dudes. And uh, did you know that Clint Dempsey uh, is a really bad rapper? A,
3: a the, really the soccer bad player. Yeah, a really bad rapper. I
0: guess so. I'm looking at the list right now of, and this is why you know Dame is good, because the list of rappers that have come out have been so bad. Here's like guys like...
3: Wait, wait, uh, you're going to dog on Shaq like that?
0: Bro, come on. Okay, listen. (laughs) Listen, I was in fifth grade when Shaq uh, came out with his album. You know what I'm saying? Shaq was every kid's favorite player. Uh, He had a movie. He had a video game. He had an album, and he had Biggie on that album with him. Like, Shaq was dope. But if you let's go back and listen to Shaq now, it, it, it would drive you crazy because he's not a good rapper. But then people forget how bad of a rapper Kobe was. Kobe had a song with Tyra Banks. Yeah, the model, the top model, Tyra yeah. Banks. It was terrible. Deion Sanders had, had a song called Must Be the Money. Come on, baby, sing my song. Y'all remember that, man? So you start thinking about Venus. Serena Williams had an album. What? Serena, man, it's no BS, man. Serena Williams had an album. So you think about all these, you know, all these people that have come out, and then Dame come out and be just pretty much flawless with the bars. Like, I think it says a lot about, you know, how talented he actually is. When you look at, remember Allen Iverson, Jules? Mm. Remember that? Mm. You know, that, that, not a not a good look. But Damian Lillard is definitely one of those guys that I think continues to kind of evolve and grow and show his growth as not just a basketball player, but as an artist.
3: I, I also think if, you, if we take this into acting, uh, LeBron, I think he'd be pretty good at acting. I mean, he's already done it a little bit. Uh, but also Kyrie with his Uncle Drew stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uncle, my Uncle Drew was was a pretty good movie. I, I liked. I didn't think it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be pretty corny, but Uncle Drew was corny and it was. But it was yeah. a pretty good movie. But then I started talking, start thinking about those guys that did turn into an actor. Uh, did you know Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed used to play linebacker for the Oakland Raiders? No, I did not. I had no idea that that was the case. And so I think about that, and he became one of the most iconic characters in any movie. You know, and he was also Action Jackson. We forget about that. Like, man, Carl Weathers is also a a, a superhero named Action Jackson. But he was also Apollo Creed. And Apollo Creed was so popular that almost 35 years later, they decided to make a spinoff of him and of his, you know, great character uh, in Rocky. So, man, he, I had no idea. Did you know Jason Statham played in the Premier League? So that in itself makes you awesome because the Premier League is the toughest soccer league in the world. Yeah, Lynch will tell you that, and I know Lynch would probably be losing his s right now <laughs> if we talked about that because he absolutely loves soccer. Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee was a was a you know was a, a teacher, martial arts teacher, then became right. an actor. Mind you, probably not the best actor, but you when you think about martial arts movies, man, it starts and ends with Bruce Lee. I mean, uh, is there is there, when you think about anybody for martial arts or kung fu, what's the first name that pops in your mind? It's not Jackie Chan. No. You know, it's it's for sure Bruce Lee. So as I start looking through this list, I start kind of gaining more and more respect uh, for Dame because, number one, it's not easy to do. Uh, it's not easy to put yourself out there as an artist and allow so many people to pick you apart and everything that you do and everything you say. But, uh, man, yeah, shout out to Dame Willard, man. Keep doing your thing. And, uh, shoot, man, keep making that music. If you need me on a track, bro, I sing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can do background dances. I can do any of those things that you – uh, that you need me to do, man. That's that's for sure. So, uh, but Dame was so busy making an album that he was like Team USA. Mm, you didn't want me before. Now, now I'm hot. You all on me? Nah, I'm good. So we left Team USA high and dry. Who the hell plays for this team? Let's talk about that when we come back next, right here on the fam.
1: Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080, The Fan.
0: A couple text here on the Better You Today text line. Uh, let's see. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did a movie with Bruce Lee. Yeah, that's absolutely true, man. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh, was a... And what else? What other movies? Airplane. You know, and he was awesome in Airplane. Mind you, small role, but... Uh, was awesome in the airplane. Uh, somebody said, "I know how you feel." I picked up a DVD at the library of a uh, of a film from my childhood, known as Uptown Saturday Night. Uh, I'm like, "Hey, Sidney Poitier and Bill Cosby," and I put it back on the shelf. Sad, I won't be able to watch Mother Jugs and Speed now. I mean, yeah, it's kind of one of those things, man. Like you know, when things like that happen, like I I felt bad, like even saying like I, you know, OJ was so talented. Like it feels weird. Even you know saying that much and everything, just considering everything that we know now, you know, fast forward and everything. But yeah, it makes you feel you know. Well, he's a
3: free man, so you can enjoy it.
0: I mean, yeah, he's a free man. Apparently, he's a law-abiding citizen now. Like I don't know. I suppose, man. Uh, But uh, OJ is 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 no choir boy. But you know who is a a group of choir boys is this Team USA. So I'll be real. This has to be. The most underwhelming roster of th- this would be this wouldn't even be a good basketball team in the NBA. Like this would be just I think they'd be fighting for a playoff spot. So this this summer um, for the Team USA for you know Olympic basketball players to withdraw include Bradley Beal said I'm good, Anthony Davis, Andre Drummond, Eric Gordon, James Harden, uh, Tobias Harris, Damian Lillard. Kevin Love, CJ McCollum, Paul Millsap, Julius Randle, all said, no, thank you. We're good. We don't want to have anything to do with that this summer. For whatever reason, I think Anthony Davis is shooting the Space Jam movie. Bradley Beal is probably doing some rehab, trying to figure out the rest of his career. Kevin Love, probably, you know, manscaping, you know, somewhere. I'm not sure exactly what guys are doing right now. But head coaches, Greg Poffage and Steve Kerr are pretty much the best part. Of Team USA, now when you start looking at the, the the people on this team, it's kind of like, this is a this seems like what's that uh, what's the game for the All Star game like the the Youngs versus the other Youngs, you know like the the, the oh, rookie the, freshman like yeah. the world, this kind of looks like that roster. So the roster is at the moment for training camp, Marvin Bagley,
3: M- Marvin Bars Bagley, get it,
0: Marvin Bars Bagley who battled with Dame Dame Lillard lost that battle though, uh, Harrison Barnes. Jalen Brown, De'Aaron Fox, Joe Harris, Kyle Kuzma, Brooke Lopez, Kyle Lowry, Chris Middleton, uh, Donovan Mitchell, Mason Plumley, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, PJ Tucker, Miles Turner, Kimball Walker, Derek White. On this team, you have three All Stars, four All Stars if you count uh, Kyle Lowry, but he's actually not playing at the moment because he just, you know, literally just finished the uh, scope on his knee or whatever he had going yeah. on. So, your all-stars are Kimball Walker, newly to the Boston Celtics, the Utah Jazz's Donovan Mitchell, and newly paid Chris Middleton. Outside of that, the rest of the guys on the team are kind of hmm, I think we all know Marvin Bagley is going to be good at some point. Yeah. We all know that Donovan, uh, excuse me, that um Jason Tatum is going to be good at some point. Same with Kuz. Kyle Kuzma, this could this could very well be the year that Kuzma averages 20 some odd points because all the attention is on LeBron and AD. So we we see the potential in Kuzma. But as these guys get ready to go to is it Australia this year for for the Olympics? Jesse, where's the Olympics this upcoming one? Summer Olympics? Is it Australia?
2: I think it's South Korea.
0: South is it really? Jeez. Okay. Well, when they go to South Korea, that can't be right. Is it really?
3: No, this is this is for the World Cup. So. No, but I mean
0: ultimately the most of these guys will be going oh, yeah. to the on, on the Olympic team. So, you know, just kind of put that out there. Sorry, Tokyo. Tokyo. Okay, much better than South Korea. I like it. Okay, so what are your expectations? Because I'm looking at this and I'm saying bronze at best. Just because Kimball Walker is great. Um Chris Middleton is a, a really crafty score. Donovan Mitchell is arguably the best player, you know, on this team overall. I don't, I don't think this team. Ha- and then there's going to be some cuts, so they're going to cut it down to to twelve. I don't think this team has what it takes to even medal at this point. We saw a great team USA that had Allen Iverson and had a young LeBron and young Carmelo and Tim Duncan and all these guys, and they took home bronze. That team was far more talented than this one.
3: I'm you're not wrong. Um, but then you have to question yourself how many people from the other, other teams decided to not play, you know? Um, how many people from the Spanish team aren't playing? In my opinion, uh you, you said bronze? Bronze. Bronze. I, I guess it all depends on how it plays out. I think this team is good enough to bring home a gold because we are far up far and away a better basketball country. Um Are we though? Oh, who, who, who are we actually going to well, be comp- no, competing with, Canada? No, now? I
0: mean, no, not, not necessarily Canada or whatever, but you know, I, I look at the fact that a, a lot of our players from overseas, they come to uh, the States, they come to the NBA, and there's not a lot of a learning curve for them. Like, Prezingas came over with, I mean, really, injuries is what's kept Prazingis out, not basketball skill. Then you look at somebody like Luka Doncic, Doncic, who came over in his first year playing in America, is like, oh, yeah, here you go, rookie of the year, I'll take it, you know it's just, it's it's kind of one of those things like where we and I grew up tall, right? Grew up tall and so instantly the first thing people want to do here for you in in, in the states is they put you on the block. You're short, right. you're going to learn to handle the ball. Yeah. You're this size, you're going to learn to shoot and everything like that. Yeah. And so what happens is you end up with 6 foot 3 big men, 6 foot 4 big men here in the states that man can't really shoot and can't really do anything, but then you get players like Dirk Nowitzki who comes over here and he can dribble and he can shoot and he can pass. Why? Because they didn't focus on position. They focused on learning how to be good. And over here in the States, if you're tall, we do it in practice, man. Oh, all, all the guards the go over there. All the bigs go over there with coach green. And that's the way that practice yeah. typically goes. I, th-
3: I think what also helps the international play in general is they are playing professional at a younger age. Oh yeah. Um, 15, 16. Yeah. I mean, if you're good enough to play a professional, you should be able to play over here. The NCAA says, no, nope yeah you can't also what also hurts us though is we have the nba and then not really a good developmental pro system
0: no the 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 g league is becoming more and more of a viable option and now the guys are going to be able to go there as opposed to going to college i think you're going to see more and you know more competition come through the g league but you know you're you're right college is really your your only route to the nba in most cases unless you're great coming out of high school and you decide to go the overseas route but for the most part College is really the only developmental system that there is in place. And most of these guys, and it's kind of a double-edged sword because if you're in college, you don't have time to stay until your junior year to get good. Because if right. you're not considered good enough as a freshman, chances are you won't be going you know, to the draft. It used to be they're going to take the veteran guy. Now I'm looking at a team of, of really second- and third-year guys who still haven't really – none of these guys have won anything. And that's, and that's also the thing I look at. Any of the Team USAs we looked at, back to – the Dream Team initially, you had a bunch of winners on that team. Even Malone and Stockton, who hadn't won anything at that point. Charles Barkley, man, they knew how to win games. And Marvin Bagley plays for a, a, a trash team right now. Harrison Barnes plays for that same trash team right now. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, like, you got a bunch of dudes from Boston and Sacramento. Like, and and right now, Sacramento's not in the best place. Brooklyn, like, but Joe Harris. What number is Joe Harris? What, what's his jersey number? Couldn't, no one knows. I didn't tell you. I don't even know what Joe Harris looks like.
3: Uh, I have didn't, to
0: didn't he go some... to Didn't he go to Virginia or something like that? Oh, did he? Sure. Probably a three-point three shooter. Why not? He did go to Virginia. Yeah, he's again. I would have no idea what Joe Harris looks like, but this is why I'm not incredibly confident Team USA. I think we're all going to get behind them because when it comes this time for Olympics, man, it's all. It's obviously, man, go go home team, go team, go. Right. But for the most part, man, I'm not really expecting a whole lot from this international team. Well, or from this national team. Well, I,
3: I will tell you this much. They're going to win their group in the World Cup coming up here this summer. They're going to win it. Because in, in their group, they have the Czech Republic, Japan, and Turkey. That's in their group.
0: Who is who out of those countries? I don't are... know who plays for the Czech Republic. Neither you do know, I. don't know who plays for Turkey. But I know who plays for Team USA, and Mason Plumley's there. And so uh, <laughs> that, that in itself makes me a little nervous, just considering that I remember Mason Plumley from when he played for the, played for the Blazers. And uh, we traded him for Nurkic. Okay. Coming up next, man. Uh, hate it or love it, but first, Jesse has sports in it.
1: Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
0: You know what that music means. It's time for Hated or Love it. Now, Tyler, I know this is your first time uh, playing with us, so it's real simple. Jesse's going to come up with a, uh, a question. We have to respond whether we hate it or love it. Um, and we have to tell why. Now, if we, uh, if Jesse likes to answer, he'll give us a point, and that'll sound like this.
2: Uh, ju- just a second here. Okay. Uh, uh, I like that sound. It oh, sounds like that. Yeah. And right.
0: yeah, yeah. very seldom do we lose points, but when we do, they sound like that. Yeah. And uh, when you're running out of time, you will hear All right. classic sounds, right? Yep, yep. So, uh, Jesse, go ahead and get us, get us started. Ready?
2: All right, well, football, football, football edition of Hate It or Love It, which we'll just probably cool. keep going with that theme since, you know, football season rapidly approaching. Uh, and some interesting storylines um, with this coming season. You know, coaches changing rosters, players throwing fits, rookie, uh, well, contract holds out, all, all sorts of things. And... Um, And so we'll just kind of touch, I think, on a little bit of everything. And we will start with probably the most polarizing story right now, um, which everybody gets to watch on Hard Knocks because they are covering the Oakland Raiders and the Antonio Brown saga. Can HBO just be any happier right now than knowing that Antonio Brown is... Burning his feet with ice and um, throwing fits over not being able to use a 10-year-old helmet, which I don't even know how you use a 10-year-old helmet that's not being manufactured anymore in the NFL. Don't they break every once in a while? Like, just, just strange. Anyways, love or hate? Antonio Brown has not been in practice camp anything this season since showing up in a hot air balloon. He has not been part of this team, but is supposed to be the focal point of this offense, love or hate? Antonio Brown will not be a top 10 receiver in 2019.
0: Uh, Love. Um, Unfortunately, man, uh, you got to be available to be a top receiver. uh, And it looks like he's going to miss some time. At this point, we don't know exactly uh, what the timeline looks like for his feet. We saw on hard knocks, he was already working through uh, some foot issues. And this was before. Uh, he got the actual frostbite, which is just the one of the gnarliest pictures that you'll ever see if you actually saw it. Uh, also, we have to be mindful of the fact that, man, he's not playing with Ben Roethlisberger anymore. Roethlisberger is one of the best deep ball throwers in all the NFL. Uh, David Carr is, uh, or Derek Carr, excuse me, is an incredibly talented quarterback, but. He's nowhere near the level of what Big Ben is right now. He doesn't have the luxury of a Juju Smith-Schuster on the other side to kind of take away some of the pressure of catching the football. So I think he's going to struggle a little bit. And let's just be real. The Raiders don't have the offense that the Pittsburgh Steelers do. and They play in arguably a little bit of a tougher division than the Pittsburgh Steelers do. Having to see the Chargers, having to see that Broncos defense, and then also having to see the. uh What's the other, that, that, that Chiefs team, not necessarily defense, but that offense is going to put up a lot of numbers. So I think he's going to struggle a little bit. Do I think he'll be just outside of the top 10? Possibly, but that really depends on when he's going to be back on the field.
3: For me, you really just said everything I was going to say, which is kind of hilarious because um, I feel mostly the same. Uh, I'm, i got a small little hot take. I think he misses the first three to five games of the season, and that's only because he's going to throw his little fits. And – First off, if if you're going on and doing interviews about how you don't need football, how does that look to your team, especially your quarterback, right? Point. And uh, and your offensive corner, if you're saying you don't need football, but you want football, I mean, everybody wants football. Yeah. But, I mean, if you really want it, then then go put the new helmet on and 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 go want it, man. Like, if it's we understand it's not a money issue at all. Like, and that's not the issue. Just go go play. And you don't have to play in the preseason. That's not that's not what we're saying. Go learn the offense, and and be great this year.
2: All right. Um, we had uh, a coach come out of retirement this last year who got his previous stop in Arizona was kind of you know considered a a hot name as as a coach. Had uh, a couple really good seasons with Palmer there. Um, Made David Johnson into a household name in a single season and has since then just kind of been an average uh, running back. But now he goes to a new team with a quarterback with all the physical tools in the world and um, all all the talent on the offensive side that he needs for the team to make that next step. Love or hate? Bruce Arians will have Jameis Winston playing Mm. as a top 12 quarterback this season.
1: Ooh.
0: ah. Top, 12?
2: top 12 top <sighs> 12 didn't want to use 15 because I think you know I think 12 could possibly be a possible um, to achieve I can see why you also would shoot. think that's not possible so shoot uh, uh,
0: uh hate just because I <laughs> I, 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 can, I mean I can think of right now I can think of you know, 15 uh, quarterbacks better than Jameis Winston today. Do well, I think he'll make that leap from you know from worst to arguably top of the first? Man, probably not. I do believe in Bruce Arians. I do believe in the, what he's uh, what he's preaching. Uh, if you looked at the Arizona Cardinals, they were incredibly uh, talented and they were incredibly successful under Bruce Arians. I believe there was a Super Bowl run made under Bruce Arians. They didn't win, but they got there. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald was able to break some records. Carson Paul, he was able to do it with a a whole bunch of different quarterbacks obviously carson palmer was hurt for a long time and then a bunch of other little garbage men came in and they ended up being the quarterback of the team And still Bruce Arians was able to be really competitive in an NFC West that was super competitive at that time. So uh, I think with Jameis Winston, who does have some talent, he's just a bit of a knucklehead. Um, I think he's going to be able to do something. He's got a great receiver in Mike Evans, arguably the most underrated receiver in the league. OJ Howard, who's probably a middle of the road, you know, tight end. So if they can figure out what to do with their run game and kind of make things a little more balanced for Jameis, which he hasn't had, then I think he can be a better quarterback. But top 12 is asking a lot.
3: Uh, I'm going to hate this. Um, he hasn't started a full season since uh, 2016. So um, for me, you have to play the whole season, or if you're not going to play the whole season, come out guns blazing. And he doesn't have the weapons like other teams. Um, also, he doesn't have the skill set. He has a, a career completion percentage of 60%. And I mean, sure, that's all right. It was but,
2: 65 last year.
3: Okay, well, he he started, what, nine games? Whatever, Uh, but you know you have 14 interceptions last year though too, so I I don't know. It's it's one of those things. Tampa Bay for me is is not a team that's ever on my radar to even pay attention to, especially if I'm even playing fantasy. Um, I look at one guy. Maybe two, and that's that's it. I don't look at I don't look at Winston at all. Yeah,
0: you're 20, not or, you're not on your own. He,
3: he's, he's right he's right there with uh, Mariota. No offense to him, but he's right there with Mariota as far as like uh, what just happened. Like you guys were good college quarterbacks. And I then, think Mariota is uh, going to be better than him though. I think oh, Mariota's yeah, better. Yeah. Than
2: him. yeah. All right. Just um, uh, the the little bit of what I saw in the preseason. Preseason is he did some things that he hasn't done before, and he's. He made the smarter move of doing the underneath route, the dump off, as opposed to trying to force it into coverage, which has been his problem. And if, if, if Arians, if Arians can fix that, like the bad decision, that's been Winston's number one problem is bad decisions. If he can fix that 75 percent, he'll be a top 12 quarterback. Just just throwing that out there. Yeah. Um, Uh, Let's go move on. This is going to be an interesting one. I think you guys are probably going to think I might be crazy for asking this, but I'm going to ask it anyways because of all the talent that Baker Mayfield has around him. We've stated it. We've talked about it. It's been polarizing today. And then uh, Rashad and I both believed that Chicago was going to win the NFC North, but... Uh, someone here believes that it's going to be the Green Bay Packers which would mean you probably need a full season out of Aaron Rodgers and you need a a, a good Aaron Rodgers. With that said, love or hate, Baker Mayfield will have a better season than Aaron Rodgers. Mm. Ooh. Ooh.
0: Oh, that's cool. a good one. That's oh. a good one.
2: Um love.
0: Uh I I I honestly think Baker Mayfield is in a great position as a quarterback because he has so many fun toys to play with, man. Whenever you inherit a guy like Odell Beckham Jr., that instantly means, I'm sure any quarterback will put a huge smile on their face because they know that three-yard slant or that three yard slant just went for a 60-yard touchdown every single time I throw it. You already had Jarvis Landry. You already had David Njoku, who was one of the better tight ends in the league last year. You have arguably the, the best stable of running backs in football. Nick Chubb, Duke Johnson, and then, oh, Kareem Hunt, after he comes back from his four, six games suspension, four games. I can't remember how long it is. After you get that back, oh, then you're going to get Kareem Hunt, who's great at catching the ball out of the backfield, who's great at, you know, once he gets into, into his own space, almost on some Le'Veon Bell-type stuff as far as the way uh, that he's able to do things. Man, I think this team... Uh, they have a good offensive line. I think this team is set up to do some great things. And then you look on the other side for Aaron Rodgers, and it's it's hard to point out exactly who his star players are going to be, who the who the guys that are going to step up for him are. You know, Devontae Adams is a good uh, receiver. Uh, Geronimo Allison, is he going to be the game uh, the game breaker? Uh, game breaker you need Marquez uh, Valdez Scantling. Like, is are these guys going to be the ones to really step up for you and be you know the players that you need to move forward? Your running back situation is still iffy at best and it has been for a long time i just think at this point baker mayfield has more to work with than aaron Rodgers.
3: um i'm gonna go with uh hate i think uh rogers will have a better year um mainly because he, he's got the experience so uh, you you add that in there and then you also don't have that that uh what were we talking about the the cleveland culture um in, in green bay um and even though you don't you don't have no idea who their running backs are, they're in uh, Green Bay, Aaron Jones, he was a rookie last year. He was fantastic. He was good. Uh and then you have Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams is is good as well. Um and Aaron Jones came in and took that job away. Um now receivers, it's almost like we're talking about Oregon again. Like you got one guy and that's probably it. Um, but Scantling, he was a, he was a good player. And now, as far as weapons, yes, Baker has the, the names and things like that. But you have to look at where Aaron Rodgers is in his career and the experience he has. He knows where to get the ball, and when it comes down to it, he can win games,
2: basically. And he's a super. I like Bowl. It. All right, let's have the score up here really quick. That Super Bowl
0: was a long time ago, though, for Aaron Rodgers. That was, what, you know, 2010? You know what? It was, like, 10 years ago.
3: Hey.
2: I'm just right. saying,
0: like, I mean, we, <laughs> you know, football is that one thing that we will hold on to a Super Bowl that you had. Like, is still celebrating a Super Bowl from, like, 2000, was it 8 and 11 or something like that? Yeah, that? yeah. Yeah. I don't know.
2: Whatever years we didn't win the Super Bowl, the Patriots, man, yes. Eli's now. <laughs> All right, Rashad uh, gets the slight win today. Yeah, Woo. yeah. <laughs> that's four. That's that. Is that four in a row? Good word. Is that is what's the record? Good is it work. five? I, I I believe so.
0: I think four um, is the. I think I've just tied the record. So I'm going. I got to go for five. Lynch, I'm coming for you next week, bro. Just know that.
2: You hit all my
3: talking points. So I was just like, man,
0: I should let you go first. The advantage
3: my of course. going first. Yeah, right. My bad.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> next time, I got you, bro. You can definitely go. Can I get the winner music?
1: No.
2: Nope. At at the end of the break, I thought what happened to the Marios? Uh, Oh, oh, yeah, I suppose we can do that. Yeah,
0: okay. Thank you. (laughs) There there you go, Rashad. Appreciate it, man. I mean, I didn't win. All right. Uh, Coming up next, man, college coaches getting real petty. We'll talk about that next with the fan.
1: (laughs) 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 Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
0: 10.48, about 12 minutes, 10 minutes left to go on the show. Uh, this glorious music means I won. Do you know whose music this is? Whose WWE interest this uh, is Glorious Bobby Roode. Very, Robert Roode now yeah, well, is what she's gone well. back to. Which, and you're watching SummerSlam today, yeah?
3: Yes. yeah. yeah. Man, I might have to... SummerSlam day.
0: Yes, I might have to figure out how to, how to do that as well. My son is going to kill me if we don't get a chance uh, to watch the biggest party of the summer, uh, which is SummerSlam. But I want to talk about something that we didn't get to squeeze in today. And Jesse, I want your opinion on it as well. Uh, so, the Clemson Tigers... What's the Clemson? They're, they're, they're Tigers. the
3: Tigers. Yeah. Like them and so, 900 other schools. Yeah.
0: So Clemson won the national championship this past year for football. They went to the college football playoff, played a brilliant game against Alabama, and walked away with the national championship. Um, Clemson's head coach, Dabo Sweeney, uh, is really showing how petty he actually is. There is a young man who played football. who was the, uh, At one point was the starting quarterback for the Clemson Tigers. His name is Kelly Bryant. Kelly actually started the game against Texas A&M, which was Clemson's only close game of the year. And he threw 205 yards, a couple touchdowns, and went ahead to win that game. Every other game that Clemson, Clemson played this year, was or this past year, was a complete blowout. It was They mopped whomever they played. Kelly Bryant played four games this year, or this past year, uh, for Clemson. Dabble Sweeney says that he will not receive a national championship ring. Why? Because he was not on the team. Now, on the one hand, I understand. He wasn't on the team when they played in the national championship, so you decide to not give him a ring. Okay, I get that. But one of the reasons that he wasn't on the team in the national championship is because they decided to give him his redshirt eligibility after the fourth week because they knew he would be transferring out. He didn't know that Trevor Lawrence was gonna come in and pretty much steal his starting spot and then become the next greatest quarterback since we've seen since Elway, basically. You know, this essentially I love myself some sunshine. I mean, everything we all do, and he does look exactly like Sunshine from you know, remember the Titans. Yeah. Is, Is Dabble Sweeney wrong? I believe this young man should get a ring. Why? Because a part of your perfect record. If he doesn't play in that game, then you probably don't have that record, and you're probably not invited to the college football playoff if you're not undefeated. But the fact that he was able to step in and play starting quarterback for you at the beginning of the season, win you some early season games, for that reason, I believe he deserves a national championship ring.
3: Uh, I agree. I think he does deserve a national championship ring. Um, for example, if Anderson Vergeau got a ring for the from the Warriors for only playing 14 games with them, mm-hmm. Kelly Bryant should get a ring.
0: Yeah. I yeah. mean, a 14, if you play, if there's only 14 games, or 13, I think they played 13 games in the season. Or is it 14? I can't remember how many they played. Oh,
3: uh, 13, say, 13 if you throw in the bowl game. 13 or, if you throw or, in the bowl game. Or, or the championship games. Game.
0: games yeah. So, of uh, 13 games, he played in four of those. And one of those, we can for sure say he won that game for him. Yeah, yeah. And if he doesn't win that game for you, you're not sitting in the position that you are as far as being the $90 million man, which is how much money Dabble Sweeney is it's projected to make. Ooh. And you don't have that you're not considered the second best coach in college football arguably the greatest coach in college football if that doesn't happen right. i think that man college coaches need to stop with the petty cuz this was the ultimate petty like if you're not Very personally petty. paying for the ring i don't understand what your issue is
3: it, i mean it's not like he went to a rival
0: no like <laughs> so. i can and i can totally understand if you decide oh he's going to miami and oh okay well yeah that sucks yeah. he transferred out of the out of the conference, you know, out of your – all that stuff. So, yes, if you work that hard, you were on the team, you practice, you played games, especially you played games that season. I can understand if it was the season prior. You yeah, know, yeah. But it was that season. He and deserves it. He deserves to be able to play. He, he deserves it, in my
3: opinion. I mean, you essentially did the whole off season with the team, the blood, sweat, and tears of training camp essentially, and then you play those four games. And then you're a coach and you have a discussion about, hey, this young guy is going to come in and probably take your spot. Let's save you so you can play again next year or go pro or whatever your your ideal situation is. Let's save you and we'll shake hands, be buddies, and then all of a sudden this petty stuff happens. I don't know. Don't like it.
0: No, I I thought it was, you know, for a coach like Dabble Sweeney, who I think we've all started to kind of flock towards and really uh, appreciate for what he's been able to build at Clemson over these past few years. The quarterbacks and receivers that he's been able to, you know, give to the NFL have been, man, awesome. You know, but, you know, at the same time, I'm, I'm curious how this looks to a lot of your recruits, the guys that are going to come there, and guys that you're going to sit in their living room and you're going to tell their parents and everyone else that, man, this is, we, we want them here. We need them to do this for us. We want them to do this. And then the next time you get an opportunity, somebody else is going to come in and kind of take that from you.
2: Just one of those things where it's just kind of like that nasty black eye of the NCAA where the coaches and the NCAA and the schools get to do whatever the hell they want. But a player tries to empower themselves and go to a place where, uh, I mean, there's so many, just down to the fact that he lost his job and he wanted to play football and he was good enough to play at that level. Yeah, I mean, it's just a black eye for coaches, for for the NCAA, because these kids need to be able to do what they want. They need to – there could be so many more reasons outside just the fact that he was going to lose his job. Maybe he would have wanted to stay there, um, but he didn't. He wasn't close enough to his family. Maybe he had stuff going on at home. Maybe he didn't like the people he went to school with. He, maybe he didn't like the classes and the professors, because guess what? All that stuff changes from school to school. It, it might not have been a good fit. There's only so much you can get in the recruiting process to see if that's really where you want to be for the next four yeah, years.
0: Yeah, and also we, we forget that this kid was a senior. And this kid had graduated from Clemson, from Clemson. He'd already received (laughs) his degree. And now you're being told as a senior that a freshman is coming to take your spot. Now, if you were starting quarterback at Clemson, that means he ended up transferring to Missouri, you know, SEC school out completely out of your conference and everything. It shouldn't have been a problem. And especially if you're talking about someone who helped you win games for that year, not the year prior, not, you know, for that year they helped you win games one game four games doesn't matter how many you look back and I can look at stats right now from Kelly Bryant from Clemson from this past year which in my eye says you do deserve to a national championship just saying cuz without his wins without some without that big win then it just doesn't happen
3: that 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 alumni uh homecoming game is going to be very awkward uh when Kelly Bryant's there Does does he stand on the sideline? No. Would would you would you want go?
0: Would you want to? Like, (laughs) I mean, if somebody, if your coach has denied you a national championship ring, which you feel like you deserve, and you left because you want, you know, you're finishing your college career, you don't want to finish it holding the clipboard in your senior year. Like, yeah, I want an opportunity to go play, and and I'm gonna redshirt for the rest of this year so I can do that. So, so yeah. Well, Tyler, man, listen, bro. I appreciate you for coming through, man. I know it's yeah, I appreciate. I know it. it's tough to get up on Sundays and do this stuff, hey, man. Like, good. I mean, it's 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 hard to cut a Saturday night down uh, to be able to come in sober and and ready <laughs> to to talk sports, man. But I definitely appreciate you being here, bro. Uh, you can get it, Tyler, on Instagram at tlive88 or on Twitter at tlive underscore eighty eight. Make sure you do that; otherwise, you're gonna tweet at some other. Uh, Tyler Lively. There's a lot of
3: Tylers out there.
0: Absolutely. Make sure you get at me on Twitter at TaylorMade503 at Jesse Osmond spelled A-S-Z-M-A-N That bittersweet music means the show is about done. Man, again, Tyler, man, thank you very much, my dude, yeah, for coming it, my through, friend. man. appreciate it. Hopefully you get a chance to come through again uh, at some point soon. Uh, I know Lynch should be back uh, this week, but then again, you never know with that guy. You know, rich guys, they do whatever they want yeah, to, right? whenever they want to. So, uh, man, I want everybody to enjoy this day. Again, Mom, happy birthday to you if you're listening, which you're not. I know, but still, I love you anyway. So, uh, for my guy, Tyler, for Jesse Osmond, I'm Rashad Taylor. I'll see you all next Sunday. Peace.
1: Oh my!